the hollow buddy. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Hollow Bunny Leadership Podcast. I am Kristen Zeman, and I am here with my co-host, the beautiful, the talented, Sylvia Moyer. Sylvia, say hello to everyone, to our millions of listeners. Millions. Hello, millions. So, Syl, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and, uh, and then we'll talk about the Hollow Bunny Leadership Podcast and what it means. Sure. So I have over 30 years of public service in policing in California and in Arizona, where I had the good fortune to serve in every office, every division within a major police department. And then I served as the chief of police, which gave me this unique perspective on how to apply all that I learned in terms of policing in an executive fashion, in terms of strategy and policy and tactics and culture and climate of an organization. And all that means is that I'm a person that has served communities and love it. I've learned some things along the way with successes and failures. I'm eager to contribute what I've learned to uh, whomever wants to listen, both of you, all of you, millions of you who want to listen. And I'm excited to be part of this amazing podcast delivery some really robust and fun and insightful stuff to you, our listeners. What about you, Kristen? That is that is amazing. Uh, I uh, first of all, let me translate. Uh, she's an overall badass. There you go. Um, so yeah, my name is Kristen, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm a former police chief. I'm a recovering uh, police chief, um, and I have been with my department. 30 years. I'm one of those rare birds that uh, have stayed with the same department throughout uh, my entire career. I started in policing in 1991 at the tender age of 17 as a police intern and cadet. And then I was a sworn officer in 1994. I worked my way up through the ranks of my police department and eventually became chief in 2016. And uh, our city is about 40 miles due west of Chicago. We're the second largest city in the state of Illinois, uh, home of Wayne's World. That's really, that's all I've got. That's all I've got to offer. Uh, and, uh, and, and here we are because we thought, you know, there just aren't enough podcasts in the world. Uh, but ours is going to be a little different because we are going to concentrate on a leadership theme, uh, being that of the hollow bunny. So, Syl, since you're the one who who coined this term, at least for me, why don't you explain what you meant by that? Sure. I'd love to say it was something noble, academic, insightful. But really, Kristen and I are graduates of the Naval Postgraduate School, and we both served as police chiefs, colleagues, friends, and we were um, we were just chatting over a, a cool beverage one night, and we were talking about this one um, police chief. So Kristen and I were chatting about it, and the term hollow, the, the empty suit came up, and, you know, we wanted to zhuzh it up. We wanted to make it something new, fun, contemporary, and meaningful, and it hit, psh, that's a hollow bunny. She looked at me and said, what? 
I said, you know, it's got this beautiful shiny package, the, the chocolate bunny you get at Easter. You see on the shelves in the springtime, it's got this beautiful package. You're all excited about it, the foil, the, the outline of the bunny. And then you open it up, you're all excited about what it might mean for you and how it might fill you up. And you break off an ear, at least I start with an ear. You break off an ear and it's hollow and you wonder, wow, I was so excited about what this might mean, but really there's not much to it. And so we overlay that with conversations about people and how people show up, how leaders show up, how police chiefs show up and the rigors of the work. And, and I said, yeah, we got off on this thing. I'd start with the ear. And then you said, Kristen, you would start eating your bunny. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butt biter. Yeah. I just go right for the, the bunny's butt. So yeah, that says probably a lot about me. Go ahead and psychoanalyze that. Um, so I was, I loved this term. Mm. I had heard of empty suit before. And when you said that I was, I just, I laughed really hard because I'd never heard about it. And so the metaphor here obviously is that the hollow bunny is, it's a metaphor for bad leadership. And I will say that, you know, over the years, there've been many times I most certainly probably have shown up as a hollow bunny, uh, where I've failed or had to learn some leadership lessons. And so that's really what this conversation is going to be about. Uh, A little bit about policing um, and a little bit about life, you know, kind of thrown in there. Um, But what I've noted over the years, and you probably have too, Syl, is that, you know, these leadership lessons uh, and principles really apply, you know, not just to law enforcement, but, but beyond. And they transcend, you know, any one occupation. But what I will say is that, uh, how you and I met really is the antithesis of a hollow bunny. It's a, a solid bunny. And I'll explain that because I did not know Sylvia Moyer. And I was applying for the Naval Postgraduate School, as you mentioned. And I did some Google searching and had heard uh, through the grapevine that Chief Moyer went through the program, this master's program. And I wow, I reached out to you and it was a cold email. And I said, you don't know me. My name is Kristen Zeman. I'm from, you know, city in Illinois. I'm really interested in applying for this program. Uh, could you give me, you know, any sort of wisdom about your experience and going through it? And the cool part was, is that Syl emailed me immediately. And it wasn't just a quick response. It was a four page response. And every time I tell the story, it gets longer. <laughs> I realize that. Uh, but gets you longer. told me it was you, a page you, before. It, it, yeah. it, it, Maybe it was a page, but in my mind, it was a dissertation and that's what I'm going with. So you're just going to have to run with that. But you took the time and you responded and you said not only, hey, here's how you get uh, you, here's how you get accepted here that you because know, you have to write five essays to get in and then you you said once once you get accepted this is what you can expect from the program you went through the rigors the academic rigors of the program and how much time i would have to spend you know at that time i was a commander so you really outlined that then you went on to outline even the weather in monterey california by saying that i should probably layer up you know because it gets cold and hot there. And I thought that was lovely. And then you told me that, you know, just bring some trousers. And that stopped me. I was like, trousers, who says trousers? You do. 
you say trousers. Uh, I love that story. And that is I when I to fell lady, in love with Chief I say Moyer. trousers. I don't. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. And then <laughs> I've joked, of course, do you, you know, do you also, for a lady. I suppose. But, and then I said, do you have a shoehorn as well? Because I feel like you should, if you call pants trousers, I feel like that should be also in your repertoire. No, you don't. Okay. Come on, man. So come that on. And is for, the for the people that are, but for the people that are listening that have emailed me and I haven't emailed me, they've emailed them back. <laughs> They're flipping me off right now. They're like, oh, yeah. that bitch didn't email me back. And, you know, she's I a hollow her, bunny. It hit me at the uh, right moment yeah. where I had, <laughs> they're like, oh, she's hollow, but right. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, I didn't Google you or anything. You're, you're a fellow, you're a colleague, you're a woman in policing. You want to join the Naval Postgraduate School. Uh, you're so courageous, I think, to reach out. It's the right thing to do to help a sister out. And there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. So I didn't want to go to hell. Didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> I love that. That's but it. I will and tell you, so, and that's why that is why this is such an important story to tell because I can't even I've lost count of all of the times throughout my career where I was a baby sergeant, just got promoted to sergeant, and I was desperate to find women in leadership. And there were no women above the rank of sergeant in my police department, which is odd, right? For a over 300 a sworn officer agency, not one person above the rank, not one female above the rank of sergeant. So what I would do is I would email cold email, kind of like I did to you. And I'm sure it was probably a pest, but it was like, hey, I'm a brand new sergeant and I'm just looking, you know, for mentorship. And and these were women from other police departments and chiefs. And so I can't tell you how many of those emails went unanswered. And so it is a big deal. And I know you downplay it all of the time, but when you took the time to respond to me, um, a person from another state you'd never met before, and not only just respond, but give me such a detailed you know, the overview of a program that I was about to embark in, I just never forgot that. And that is when uh, you and I became friends because then I communicated to you through my journey. But after that, yeah. you always made yourself available to me. And so, you know, we've developed this friendship over the years and, you know, never living near each other, but it started with that. And I love that you just said there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. And, yeah. you know, this transcended, you invited me to speak at the women's law enforcement conference in, in California. And the first thing that you did was take me around and introduce me uh, to a concept called save a seat for a sister. And the whole yes, concept I is did. clear. Go ahead. Tell everybody, tell everybody what that is and how, do, <laughs> how was that born? Uh, it was born out of of, I was serving on the California Police Chiefs Association board. Uh, a beautiful, striking woman, six foot tall woman walked in, new chief. I had heard of her, her name's Jerry Williams. She walked in. I had put my bag on the seat next to me because I was on the board. And, you know, I got to sit at the inner table, not like, you know, congratulatory, it just was the function, the place I was sitting and how I was serving. She walked in, she stopped. And my mama raised me right, Kristen Zeman. That is make people feel welcome, connect with them, bring them in and introduce them to people, make people feel comfortable. It's, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with how I was raised. So 
I reached out to, I walked up to Jerry Williams and I'm fun size. So I looked up and I said, Hey, I'm Sylvia Moyer. Saved you a seat. She said, I don't know you. <laughs> she thought I was creepy. Maybe how I thought you were creepy when you sent me an email. But so I brought her in. I gave her the seat. I took my delightful bag and put it on the floor, which is atrocious, but I did. And I said, I said, you're welcome here. You contribute. You do your thing. You need anything. Nudge me. We got this. And it was really, I started making that a habit and it became save a seat for a sister to give a woman a seat at the inner table when I had a seat at the inner table, the inner circle, because a great guy told me one time, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So I didn't want mm. more women to be on the menu. I wanted to give them a seat and give them an opportunity to earn that seat and earn that place in their contribution and earn it from the inner circle. So that was it. It was nothing noble. Talking about the hollow bunny wasn't mm. noble. It's just doing what's mm. right and the way that I was raised. And this is kind of what you and I are going to do in this gig, Kristen Zeman. We're going to talk about things like this. But here's what you... And we'll talk about what stuff happened. we screwed up, which... Yeah. Oh, for sure. Plenty. We we don't have enough time for that. Um, but here's the cool part: how this then transcended into another arena in my life, yeah. and and I yeah. I walk into the International Association of Chiefs of Police as a brand new committee member. I wasn't. I I, I serve at the as the vice president at large of that organization now, but I was walking in as a committee member, and I walk into the room and. Literally, this woman waves me down and she says, Hey, I saved you a seat. And I said, Uh, you are? And she said, My name is Chief Cindy Renault. And I, I said, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I, I said, this is this is ridiculous. This is now the second time I've heard this save a seat for a sister. And keep in mind, we are what 12% mm -hmm. women. We are 12% of the law enforcement, a law enforcement profession, but we are what less than 1% at the executive level. So there aren't very many of us. And so when she flagged me over, I said, Oh my gosh, what is happening? This is now the second time I am benefiting from this save a seat from, uh, for a sister. So whatever y'all started in California, it has transcended your state mm. and it has moved on. And it literally is good. What I think, well, it's it, when I say it's the antithesis of the hollow bunny, it's just that it's it, you guys both of you filled me up and I felt so welcome sitting in that table. And I think there's such a great lesson there for yeah. so many other women, but also men in leadership positions that, you know, have just Preach. don't think about those things. So the less, lesson is paying it forward, right? So, you know, that's just a, a small snippet, you know, of the positivity that has happened because of that that concept of save a seat for a sister. So, you know, this is a great jumping off point right. for this podcast. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't call out um, our producer, Ted Madden. We have dubbed him uh, the traffic cop, right, Ted? So Ted is the guy who is stays behind the scenes, but you'll see him pop up and he's got a, a little siren there and he's going to, you know, call us on. He's, he's not a police officer, but Ted, why don't you give everybody a little bit of your background so they know uh, who you are so you're not stranger danger? Well, now that you teased it, we've got to play the <laughs> siren before we do anything else. Totally. This do it. It's a little yeah. toy we've got. He's been working on that for such a long time. <laughs> there you go. I queued it up so, and boom. The idea is I'm going to be the traffic cop uh, of this podcast. So if you start 
uh, delving into cop speak and people like me can't translate. I'll jump in and make sure that everybody who's not a cop can understand. But my, uh, my former career, I used to be a TV sports reporter. I started with my first job was out in Montana and then Shreveport. I'm currently in Dallas. I got out of the TV business a few years ago, worked for a school district uh, in their communications department. And then I also work for Kristen and Sylvia doing whatever they want with this podcast. <laughs> Job just your job description is whatever Kristen and Syl want. I I think that's brilliant. Listen, Ooh. if you're trying to get a raise, wow. it's not going to happen. You've got to earn it. Yeah. Uh, but Ted, uh, we also went to high school together, so you knew me when I had a really bad perm. So there's that. Yeah, and I look great in high school. So that's the difference you, between yeah, the two of us. You still look great. You. <laughs> you know what? Touche. That is that's fair. You're yeah, delicious, you man. Like you have an age. Yeah, delicious. And I'm also and I'm also fun sized, just like Sylvia, right? I love that. Yeah, fun sized. Yeah, we did. And Kristen used to actually write. We were we were not on the same we were not on the same track, but she and I wrote for the school newspaper together. I was a sports writer, and she she was on the uh, different beats. And I've still got some of those at home. I looked at them the other day, and you did something from I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a some sort of a police event, and you had covered it. And yeah. wrote an article on the front page of the red and blue news- yeah. newsletter or newspaper, whatever we called it. My old school newspaper days. Yeah. So when you say that we weren't on the same track, are you saying that I got cut from the football team? Is that it? Because, <laughs> you know, you played football. You were a sports guy, but, you know, you don't even know what football is. Zeman. That's the one. Is that the one with the, um, the, is it the leather ball or is it the, is it, it's stitched, right? But, Anyway, listen, I like the costumes. Okay. <laughs> okay, that, that works. Don't act like you don't know what football is. <laughs> it's a pigskin. I totally know. It's sporty nope, ball. Nope it's sporty to ball. our listeners. I, I totally she, get it. She said costume. She said costume. That's no <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, I always she root for the best. I root for the best costume. And yeah, sport, uh, sports is like big in Ted's life. I love it because he actually interviews his kids and, you know, they make predictions and it's really fun to watch. And I literally have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, that's funny. It's pretty simple. Um, but listen, yeah. this is our third, this, to, to pull back the curtain, this is our third attempt to record our first episode. And yeah. what we missed the last uh, time we tried to redo it was the undercover prostitute stories that were so good from episode the original. And so I would be remiss as the producer if I didn't ask you both to tell us your experiences about that. Oh, that's all Sill. My experience is, is nil is, compared to It's Syl's. good, though. It's not bad. Well, my experience is uh, that I was actually not allowed uh, to be an undercover prostitute because my vice and narcotics team told me I looked too cheerleady. So yeah, that's that. So what I got to do was we had a sting operation for the terrible human beings that actually try to lure uh, underage kids into a physical encounter. I'm being very careful with my words here and uh, not uh, trying not to curse. Um, so what what the undercover detectives would do is pretend uh, to be this, you know, 13 year old girl uh, to which these creeps were trying to lure to a physical location. And so when they finally, you know, got uh, this creep, uh, 
that was making advances towards this, what they, who they thought were talking to a 13 year old girl, they would send me in to meet said creep, um, into the mall. And so I had, you know, my ponytail and they'd throw a backpack on me. And I like walked into the mall with my backpack and the guy, the creep was there waiting for me. And then they swooped in and uh, placed him into custody. So that is the that is my undercover experience. Um, I think so. You yours was probably more more vast and more exciting. Mine was uh, real gritty street stuff. Kristen Seaman. I mean, um, I, admittedly, <laughs> I was the worst undercover prostitute in the history of policing because I was argumentative mm. when uh, <laughs> these customers would roll up and ask me for said um, sexual uh, encounter, um, mm-hmm. I would ask what it meant. What does that mean? What, <laughs> what exactly would I do? And what do you do? And I would just say that I pretty much got fired from being an undercover prostitute because <laughs> I was argumentative. I wanted to know more. I wanted to get to dialogue. Yeah to get through the meaning of the word, to really understand. It was really awful. I should have just said, yeah, dude, let's roll. Uh, So Ted, I'm not sure our listeners are ready for the fully descriptive kind of uh, uh, vision of what it would look like to see this on the streets. So we'll just say I was really bad at it. And um, I needed to just get to yes. And I couldn't really get to yes very often. Can I leave it at that, Ted? Yeah, we're gonna yes, let you skate. I will allow it. I will allow it. You know, for the folks that are on this podcast that are listening, and thanks both of you. Uh, the <laughs> the real texture of this, Kristen and I travel around and really continue to contribute. So I'm coming to you from San Francisco in a hotel room right now. Kristen's in her beautiful home in Naples, Florida, and Ted's in Texas. And uh, I like yeah. coming to you from a hotel room because then Ted will Google it, find out exactly where I am, do a street view. Um, and if you tell Ted where you live, he's going to Google Earth you. He's going to try to, you know, he's going to find out all about your house and about everything around your house. And it's really wonderful, but it can get creepy. It feels a little dirty, but he's a really kind man. Just know. Ted, do you want to do you want to offer a rebuttal there? Uh, because that actually did happen. Uh, no, no rebuttal. I just want to know which hotel you're at in San Francisco. <laughs> okay, is it nice? good. Is it downtown. Okay. What what's your what's your what's your room number? So that's what we all would like to know. I'm not so, asking uh, for the room number. I'm on the 17th. <laughs> okay, I am. 17th floor, JW Marriott, 515 Mason Street. It's a lovely hotel, and the staff is wonderful. Yes, that's what I was just going to say, is that we're going to be all over the place. So I probably failed to mention that I retired from the Aurora Police Department in September. And since then, I have been going around speaking, consulting, uh, teaching. And one of my passions is to prevent the next mass shooting. And if we can't prevent it, which is becoming more and more clear these days that we can't, um, I'm all about preparation. And so uh, I, I do a lot of that work. And SIL is also a consultant 
consultant and she has about 20 things, you know, 20 plates spinning in the air. So we're always, I'm sure, going to be coming at you from a different place, which means we're going to have shoddy Wi-Fi wherever we're at. So uh, we'll work through those issues. But listen, this is a podcast that is uh, going to be um, about really whatever comes to uh, our minds. And I <laughs> I think it's scary inside uh, both of our minds. So I'm interested myself in where this is going to go. Um, but it's exciting as we launch. And so um, I, I think that as we move forward, we're going to bring on some guests. We're going to invite people. Um, there is, a, 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 well, Oprah is most likely going to be our first guest. Um, she's actually reached out to us because, you know, but She'll we're vetting yes. her, you know, and we're going to, yeah, well, she, she wants to, it's up to us to determine whether we're going to allow her to come on. So, um, you know, we've got some, some ballers, right. That are just begging to come on the show. Um, and so we'll decide who those are, but we're going to have some guests to come in and, you know, continue this conversation about hollow bunny leadership. We're going to have folks from an array of fields, and I think you're going to, both Kristen and I really see our guests as people that will describe what fills them. Where have they, how have they shown up? What are they thinking? How do they demonstrate leadership? And then what is their filling in terms of being uh, a bunny? So we're excited to bring little nibbles to you from a variety of folks that are going to join us. And we hope that you enjoy this. And if you don't, Kristen, what should they do? Uh, just keep keep moving, right? Just, uh, yeah, uh, tell your friends if you love it. Uh, keep it to yourself if you don't. So, yeah, with that, thank you to uh, our two listeners that are with us. And we will see you next time on the Hollow Bunny Leadership uh, podcast. And right now I bring you a song that you are about to hear. It is written and performed exclusively for the Hollow Bunny Leadership podcast. It is written by my handsome and talented son, Jake Zeman, and his equally skilled and wonderful friends, Fabian Guerrero and Zoe Replinger. So we will see you next time on the Hollow Bunny Leadership Podcast. Stronger, failing forward, and moving on, 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 on
Something's gonna crack, you've gotta start again. We all it's tough when you got to give it everything. Something's gonna crack, you've gotta start again. The hollow monster is alive.